Okay. Uh, I like John Hamm's uh, bulge. What what bulge? Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, listeners, <laughs> what bulge? It has its own postal uh, code. John Hamm's bulge is like bigger than this microphone I'm talking into, which for context is like basically a it's bigger a than full your full sub. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode one of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Danielle Dontremont. And I'm Kayla Muzzin. Today's episode, Wine of Choice, no. (laughs) Sponsored Wine. Today's Sponsored Wine is Bear Flag. It's a California smooth red wine blend. Ooh. And why did you choose this wine? I chose this wine because it has a really funky label. It's really (laughs) visually stimulating. There's a cactus. Uh, It says one plus one equals three. Wrong. Uh, I think I bought that wine like eight times during my undergrad just solely based on the label. Oh, absolutely. That's the only way I choose wine. A hundred percent. So as you can tell, we are wine connoisseurs and we're about to take you on a journey of wine, womanhood, and wisdom. We are so excited about our first episode today. So excited. <laughs> and we can't fight it. So we're going to tell you about what, what what's Wine and Wisdom to you, Kayla? Uh, wine and Wisdom to me is like, it's like time with my gal pals, um, but time that I can, like I can, I can listen to it on my morning commute or mm-hmm. I can listen to it like when I'm painting my nails before bed or okay. cooking my dinner, but that sort of um, just like girl talk that you, you need sometimes during the day, you know? And we finally have made some time because we want to record something that we can put out to our girl pals gal pals, <laughs> our Spice Girls. Our Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> and our Spice Boys, you know? Yes. And we think it's so important to have time with your with your girls, your ladies, and really just have that quality bonding time. It's so, like, animalistic almost to have that time together. That's why bachelorette parties are so insane. Yeah. I think. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So it's uh, selfishly an opportunity for us to catch up. <laughs> but also, um, we'd like to invite all of you to join us as well. So pour yourself a glass of wine or stick a straw right in the bottle. And, or put uh, some wine in your coffee mug today. No one will notice. We'll never tell. <laughs> it's a pro tip right there. <laughs> Join us for some, you know, wine and wisdom and and, and we're not we're not wise, but <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of wine and we have a lot to say. So. <laughs> Yo, okay, so Elizabeth May used to babysit me. And that is like my favorite fact about myself. That's a great fact about yourself. I think you should tell your favorite fact about yourself because every time we play, what is it, three questions? (laughs) Two truths and a lie. Three questions. Kayla always brings up the same three facts. I think we all have like three facts about ourselves that we love so much that we try and bring up in conversation. (laughs) Yes. What are yours? Well, mine, my number one fact about myself is that I have touched MC Hammer um, while he was rapping can't touch this <laughs> so uh, yes you can um, yeah I also got a red rose from MC Hammer what you never I've never heard this yeah I time. paid $40 me and my friend Tim <laughs> hey Tim uh, me and my sweet friend Tim went to go see an MC Hammer concert at Casino Rama in Oro, Ontario. Yes, we did. It cost $40. We made t-shirts that said, can't touch this, and too legit to quit. 
Mm-hmm. This was like too recently too. Like I can't be like in high school. I was like so. When was this? I w- I think we were like twenty. Okay. Um, and I wore hammer pants and everything. And MC Hammer came out. Was he like, hey, that girl looks just like me? <laughs> like, whoa, it's like a weird parent <laughs> trap thing. <laughs> it takes two, Mary Kate Nashley. Okay, which one do you like um, better though, real quick? Between those two, I think. Well, I want to be like that was Christy Alley, Kirsty Alley. So we're talking about the difference between the Ashley Olsen and Mary Kate Olsen movie. It takes it takes two, two. and the only Lindsay Lohan movie that matters. The Parent Trap. (laughs) Yeah, I think I like the Parent Trap because it was set at summer camp. Was it takes two at summer camp too though? I I believe so because I remember Sloppy Joe's being a big thing in that movie. Okay, me wanting to eat Sloppy Joe's just because of that movie. Yeah, but I'm a big Olsen twin fan. Like, Are you? Although I feel like they set unrealistic expectations about the places I would travel and the hot twins I would meet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Incidentally. Every time my family, like every time, my family went to Bahamas once. And I was like, I'm I'm ready to meet my hot set of twins. I'm nine years old. I'm of age now <laughs> to meet a, a hot little thing. A hot little thing. kiss him on the beach yeah. at 10 p.m. And have that like real coming of age moment yeah i think they really did pave the pave the way or like at least um develop the expectation for a lot of like young girls for what their like puberty years would look like oh yeah Um, first of all they had really successful puberties like they looked great um what's it called like a glow up they they glowed up Yeah. yeah they they did um, so that, you know, I was really surprised when <laughs> my body didn't do the same also, things that theirs Princess did. Diaries. I went to the bank maybe last year and they're like, we have some news for you. And I swear to God, my first thought was, here comes the large sum of money <laughs> and the air that I'm going to get from some small European country. Yeah. The news is just that I had debt and I don't know how to use a credit card properly. (laughs) (laughs) I was so excited for that moment. And it still hasn't come. Movies. I'm realistic. Yeah. No, movies have ruined it for me. Yeah. With the parent or Princess Diaries, I like every significant birthday that came along, Mm -hmm. I thought that I might receive Mm -hmm. some like news. Right. And while we're at it, I mean, Harry Potter. I mean, I think everyone went through that one birthday. We didn't get a letter from Hogwarts. And Our like, lives went down I'm a from there. Fucking muggle, like that's. I'm a fucking muggle. Like you have to come to terms with the fact that you are a muggle. While we're talking about glowing up, let's talk about the concept of glowing up, the concept of getting more beautiful, and the concept of coming to terms with your beauty as you get older. Mm. Okay, so as I'm trying to say this, Kayla is taking a selfie of herself with the microphone, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fitting. Because, you know, we've talked about this a lot, coming to terms with your own beauty. And I think both of us have had a bit of a difficult time doing this. I think it's something that, you know, we're trained to now, especially it's accept your beauty and love your body and body positivity. But it wasn't always like that for us growing up. Would you say? No, I I fully agree. Um, I think that especially like with, with Instagram, Tumblr, like all of these sorts of um, avenues for people to, I guess, 
I guess it's like the the modern day version of like a Renaissance painting, like this opportunity to like <laughs> immortalize, you know, your your beauty and and right. embrace it and um, expose it kind of on your own terms, which we didn't really have growing up. Right, totally. And I think growing up, especially, I mean, I was I had a pot belly and an afro <laughs> and <laughs> braces, so um, it was a bit difficult for sure to embrace my own beauty. And then I came to university and this whole movement of, you know, love your body, love your love your everything. And I felt very self-conscious with that, to be honest, because I felt like I didn't want to be that someone who was obsessed with their looks right? and let their looks define them and who they were. I wanted to be someone who stood out for my personality, you mm-hmm. know? And so I started to think of loving my own beauty as narcissistic in a way. right? At least that was my fear. And now that has changed a little, you know, with the oncoming of, you know, all these new, I know it's weird, but Instagram has yeah. really changed a lot for me. And loving your selfie and love the way you look. I started taking selfies for the first time. Get it, get it, get it. In the past few <laughs> years. And I mean, mostly on Snapchat. But, you know, one time my cousin, Jenna, shout out to Jenna. Hey, girl. Pulled us aside at a party, both of us. Yeah, I remember this. And gave us a big speech about loving your beauty and embracing your beauty and doing that for you and no one else. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of her because loving yourself and posting a selfie is such a rebellious act of self-love. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, I used to struggle with this idea of um, like embracing my girliness, Yeah, I guess. And I, I always thought, because I was like kind of outdoorsy and I, you know, had interests that didn't necessarily align with like having my nails done or doing makeup. Like I was a summer camp kid. So you were almost ridiculed for showering at summer camp. Like it was almost like you went five days without showering. Well, I went six. It was like, there's a shower right here, you guys. Like you can shower every day if you want to. What is this? Um, So for a long time, I thought that I couldn't be both, I guess. Like I couldn't be somebody who like likes to be outside and, like, you know, work in the dirt or, like, ride my bike and, like, be active and interested in art and reading and also be interested in, like, the new Kylie lip kit, if you will, like, or, like, want to have my nails done. Like, I felt like I couldn't be both for a really long time. Yeah, and I think that's, like, that's that's what I'm saying. There's no in-between. I think we're taught that womanhood is a dichotomy. You know, mm. you're either super feminine or you're masculine and you're like that quote unquote cool girl right. who doesn't get along with other girls and you're too cool for them. Right. Like you I know? don't like have any like girlfriends. Like I mostly hang out with guys yeah. and like um, I just like, like to smoke weed and like chill with guys. I only read Jack Kerouac. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that and then there's like the feminine and embracing your beauty. And I think for a long time I thought it's one or the other. Right. And I think that's where the personality thing came in. It was, oh, I want to be the one who builds my personality and goes outdoors and totally hangs out with all you. the cool people. And I'm a cool girl and I listen to the cool bands. And only recently, like admittedly, in the past few years, I've been like, wait, I can be both. I can be complicated and I can be all these different things that and dynamic. And that's part of being a woman. Mm-hmm. Embracing the fact that we are not just one thing. You are not just one type of woman. You are so many different things. That's it. Right? Yeah, and it's really exciting. Um, you know, it's and and like when we say, you know, that it's it's a particularly like feminine trait or like it's part of being a woman, it's obviously that's obviously open to like for example, the new face of color, cover girl is like a seventeen year old boy, which is really exciting. Like any amazing. 
person who I guess sees their canvas as an opportunity to express themselves and embrace the beauty that is sort of the vehicle that they live within and and see that as an artistic opportunity to, you know, like I, I feel better about myself and Obviously, this is within, I guess, the complicated constraints of beauty standards. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I understand that. But I, when I give myself that, like, 20, 30 minutes in the morning to listen to music that I like and, you know, decide what lipstick I want to wear and, like, do my hair yeah. and get ready for the day and, like, invest in my appearance, um, I go about my day feeling stronger and more confident and more, you know, ready because I... I took that time, I guess, to make that little deposit within myself, and I also got to curate my appearance for the day, and I like I feel really good about it. I think it's an empowering thing. So this whole makeup thing, you know, makeup is such an art, and it's so beautiful, and like some people have made a living off of it, which is amazing. On the reverse side, I personally have been moving away from makeup a bit more. Mm. The other day I was thinking about it, how much money I have spent on beauty products right, Yeah, from the time I was 13 years old. Like, I was really into proactive and right. clean and clear products. And I would make my mom buy them, like, regularly because I thought, if I don't have these products, I will not be beautiful and I will not fit in. Yeah, you got to be clean and clear and under control. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I wasn't born with it, so I needed Maybelline. <laughs> and so that kind of concept of if you don't have these – the beauty industry is all about panic. Like, if you don't yeah. buy this right away – you will not be this thing that you right. want to be. Right. So recently I've been moving away from makeup a little bit. Um, and one person who's really inspired that is Alicia Keys, actually. Have you seen her recently mm. in the media? This girl is on fire. <laughs> yeah, she looks amazing. She's on fire and, and she looks amazing. But it is a bit of a shock factor of, whoa, a woman in the media without makeup on. Right. Like it almost the first time I saw her, I was like, whoa. Yeah, and it's so interesting that... That is an act of rebellion. Like, that is an act of, like, pure right. deviance from the status quo when, you know, I would say that within my, like, female friend pool, um, it's kind of like a 50-50. Some girls have, like, a full, like, glammed-out look, and some girls are, are fully, like, barefaced and all equally beautiful and different. Um, but in that sort of pool of notable figures like public figures what have you it is so rare to see somebody like arrive on a red carpet and look phenomenal but be like I'm not I don't want to wear makeup here I don't want to do something to my hair that doesn't feel like the thing that is you know natural to me or right um, yeah totally. yeah it's, it's interesting how much of a ripple that's causing yeah it's amazing when trends can happen I mean I mean even snapchat had like a few weeks ago the no makeup day, you know? Did they? Yeah, they did. It was like it was like one geo filter. <laughs> I think it was like it still smooths out your skin and yeah. gives you like a glossy lip, but it's for yeah. when you're not wearing makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like no makeup day, and I I thought that was kind of cool, you know, like having this as more of a thing. It's funny that not putting products on your face could be an act of rebellion. Yeah, you know? or not getting rid of your body hair could be an act of rebellion. Right. Apparently, Vogue announced that cleavage is out. Cleavage is oh. out of season, out of style, which I found so interesting because I, you know, I bloomed in like grade 12. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, honestly, it's been a struggle to be 
proud and empowered by having boobs. Right. And it's something I've been shamed of before. It's something that if I wear a V-neck or anything lower, people make a comment about and make me feel embarrassed about. It's something that I often feel like I need to cover up. Mm -hmm. So when we have someone in the mainstream beauty media telling us that our body parts are out of style. Right. It's so hard because every time I think I'm there and above above that and I'm past it, someone else will come out with something like that. And I feel like even though I wish it didn't affect me, it takes me back. And it makes me embarrassed right. and it makes me feel ashamed. Right. Do you ever feel that as well? Yeah, I think I think those sorts of things um I think bring me back to like my most vulnerable time, like when I was a teenager and I was sort of looking to find some sort of um I don't know what the word is, but like um find find something in these magazines that would like reinforce what I was thinking or or affirm me in some sort of way, right? Um, and so yeah. even though you can, you can, you know, be a woman like in your twenties now and be like, no, I'm, I'm good with myself. I know what my body is. I right. know what I see as beautiful and, and what I see as empowering. It, it kind of brings you back to that place where you're like 14 and like chubby and like your yeah. skin's all broken out. And you're like reading this teen magazine to try to find out like how to be what you're supposed to be, what you're expected to be and look like and behave as. And it like brings you right back. Back to that vulnerable and time where you're like, I'm not enough. Like, what is it? Why can't I just like go out into the world and not have to be thinking twice about this? Fuck Vogue. Fuck Vogue. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> Fuck Vogue. Okay, we've been drinking a bit too much at this point. <laughs> we've been having wine. We're burning Vogue down. Now is just wants purely to come? the wine point. No wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who was huge to that in me? was Tyra Banks. Did you ever watch the Tyra show when you were younger? Yeah, but I'm so curious to hear what you're going to say because I hated the Tyra show. Okay, we're going to cut this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can agree to disagree on things. What was it about it? that she did Because she, is, she really is um, like aggressively supportive of women yeah. loving themselves. I will give her that. She is. Um, she had one episode where she just took off. She was wearing Spanx or something. I forget what. It was like a the bathing very, suit. Yes, because yes. yeah, she had, like in the tabloids or something. She had been photographed and like body shamed for wearing this like one piece bathing suit, and like she looked great. Yeah, and she comes on air wearing that bathing suit. Yeah, first off, ballsy. Yeah, that was second a bad off. Bitch move. She ends the statement. She starts like getting real fired up and she's like you can kiss my fat ass (laughs) and I was like that was the first time I was like you can go against what people say about you and that can be okay yeah totally but what do you hate about Tyra Banks oh (laughs) I um I think it's really funny that she like handed out Swarovski crystal Vaseline to her audience um but she did what is that a thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, like, I just think she's a little bit batty. I think as far as, like, body positivity, self-love, all those things, like, wonderful. Um, but, you know, remember when she used to, like, dress up in, like, a fat suit and pretend to be homeless on the street? Yeah, that was And, like, pull, you know, pull that kind of, like, bullshit stuff. But I think that was more symptomatic, maybe, of, like, the, the era that she was on television when people, like, really were into that kind of thing. Then yeah. it is a testament to her character. Tyra, you know, we're all trying our best. It's unfair 
to judge Tyra Banks based on a couple uh, bogus episodes of her show. Yo, also, if people had on air what I did in 2009, 2010. Oh, yeah. The things we said. That's I it. think it's so funny that we hold this crazy expectations to celebrities. I think it's so funny. Yeah. People are like, Justin Bieber has changed. And I'm like... As we all have. Yeah, no shit. Ideally, looked at me and said, Danielle, you know, I used to know you as someone who avoided talking to males, had pimples, Uh -uh. was chubby with an afro. You've changed. I'd say, thank God (laughs) I have changed. Why why do we hold them to this crazy thing? I think if you're going to be in the media your whole life, you're going to say some insensitive things. Totally. Because I think even when I go back on Facebook and I see some statuses I made in 2009, 2010, I'm like, why did you say that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank well, that's God. it. We're all we're all trying our best. We're all growing and you know learning and and developing over time. And yeah, I mean, it's got to be really hard to do that in the public eye. Definitely. So um, give Tyra Banks a Tyra chance, Banks, guys. I'm gonna give Tyra Banks. Okay, I'm gonna give Tyra Banks a chance. Thank you. All right, it oh. is time for an exciting little segment that we have for you here at Wine and Wisdom, where we'd like to propose a toast to somebody who we think is just killing it, uh, who deserves some kudos, and who we want to, uh, you know, drink the last little bit of wine we have left <laughs> in honor of. Yes. So, Danielle, Daniel Dudemeyer, who <laughs> would you like to <laughs> propose a toast to today? Okay, I'm going to propose a toast to Michael Bublé. Mm. Great Canadian. Great Canadian. His Christmas album gives me life. Yeah. But I'm going to get real for a second and tell you that his three-year-old son just got diagnosed with cancer. And it's hard. It's sad for the family. And I think Michael Bublé deserves all the happiness in the world. You know he's just the best dad. He's probably a lovely dad. You know? Imagine Michael Bublé singing you lullabies. Oh, it would. La, 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 that was what it would sound like. Him and I. I I'm gonna give this one also. They're gonna split a toast. Okay. Justin Trudeau. I think okay. they're both really good dads. Daddy. Daddy Canada. Canada. Daddy. Daddy Canada. <laughs> Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> so both of those daddies get a toast today because they're killing it. And yeah, this is my toast to them. Toast to the daddies. Clink. Cheers. Okay. Mm, take a little sippy mm. sip sip. Okay. Mm. Oh. I propose a toast. To my Nana, hmm. Mae Dunbar, boss-ass bitch. I love my Nana. I think I love both my grandmothers, so I'll actually propose a toast to both of them, Nona and Nana, um, for just, you know, being uh, being strong, amazing ladies who have seen a lot of things and who bring a lot of humor and love to my life. And if I end up being half the woman they are and living half as long as they have, I will be truly uh, honored to have done that so I love my my G-Ma queens I'm gonna toast to them cheers to Nana and Nana toast to you grandma as well yeah all the grandmas yeah and my and my poppy he passed away this time last year all the the grandparents (laughs) 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 but it is really beautiful when you can come back to it and celebrate life I would like to think that I want people to celebrate my life yes but I want people to cry at my funeral (laughs) like when people say I don't want anyone to cry at my funeral you that is a that is a lie and you know yeah it. i want you guys fucking grieving i want you taking time off work if you don't I want take, you like buying mm-hmm. cake every fucking day of the week just mm-hmm. doing all you know i want you like listening to like Joni mitchell i want you to google my name just so you can find me on the internet yeah. i want you to post on my 
my deceased Facebook wall. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, I don't feel as if I've lived a full life. I will to- haunt you directly. Okay, so we've got one last thing. We're going to talk about who we would wine and dine. I would take this person to Red Lobster. Ooh. Yes. Yes. I would take this person to Cheese Biscuits. So who would you take to Red Lobster and... Give them a little bit of bear flag wine. Mm, who would I take to Red Lobster? I would get like the, like the wine bucket. Yes. Is that a wine thing or a champagne thing at restaurants? Mm, I, I imagined a bucket full of wine, actually. Yeah, a bucket. bucket. <laughs> that's like a disgusting, like, that's like a Jack Astor's thing. A yeah. bucket of wine and two straws. Or and, like, like the works. A like. sword with <laughs> maraschino cherries on it. Um, I would wine and dine uh, John Ham. Okay. I like John Ham. Um, I like his name, John Hamm. Mm-hmm. I like saying his full name. Um, oh, can I have a, a close second, though? Do it. <laughs> because we invented this. Um, <laughs> Donald Glover. I fucking love Donald wow. Glover. I think he's the hottest. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love, I love, um, obviously, his music as Childish Gambino, but I like his, um, like, television writing as well. I really like his new show, Atlanta. I think he's really hot in it. And I think it's a cool show. I feel like he's smart. And I feel like he would um, be great at making out. Who would you pick? <laughs> Demi Lovato. Ooh, girl. Like, I was never a Camp Rock fan, admittedly. Mm-hmm. I was really into high school musical. <laughs> One, two, and three. Yes. Now available on Netflix. Bet but on it, bet on it. <laughs> but, man, she is a firecracker. She's so good. Like, she's so incredibly attractive. Yeah, she's and, gorgeous. And, I mean, she's talented. But... Dang. She's also, I'm going to, you queen. know what? Wine and Dine, Chrissy Teigen. Yes. Those are my two like major. I found a sports, illustri- <laughs> a sports illustrated calendar on the ground last winter. And one of the people in it was Chrissy Teigen. I and so her. every month what we do is we tear off the new girl and we keep Chrissy as the girl. <laughs> and we've done that for 12 months and it's not even the same year anymore. But we love it. So we keep yes. her. She's amazing. She's wonderful. She's beautiful. And she's and just so a, like, funny. So funny. And such a like, she shows pictures with her stretch marks and like yes. always cooking and eating. And I love her. Yeah. So both of them, Demi, you're killing it. You've really broken away from Camp Rock Demi. Mm-hmm. And you were a big like body positive. She went yeah. through a bad eating disorder. She went to rehab. Super inspirational skyscraper. Like, mm. changed my life mm. at one mm. point. And Chrissy Teigen, you're beautiful as well. So let's cheers to those beautiful cheers babies. To those beautiful babies. John Ham's bulge. <laughs> <laughs> and all of our grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been the first episode of Wine and Wisdom. We have had so much fun. So much fun. We have had so much wine. Too much wine. And... You know what? I hope you guys tune in for our second episode. Love you, babies. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>